and good evening to all of you beautiful people. It's good to see you guys tonight. Beautiful people. How many different ways could you say beautiful? If you were trying to compliment someone, what else could you use besides beautiful? Lovely. I think Neil's used that one a couple times at home. <laughs> Beautiful, lovely, and anybody else? Gorgeous. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. I don't know, Iva. You, you might enjoy hearing beautiful. You might enjoy hearing lovely. But if, if Jay says, girl, you are gorgeous, I don't know. That kind of, that takes it up a notch in my book. There's a few different ways to say beautiful. Did anyone else have something? Beautiful, lovely, gorgeous. Breathtaking. Rosie, Rosie, have you heard breathtaking? Every day you hear breathtaking? You're making us all look bad. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that. We're going to circle back to beautiful and lovely and gorgeous and <gasps> breathtaking. But before I get to that, we're going to just have a few announcements. Uh, as you guys know, or you, you may know, you may not know, uh, pastor has been able to get away, and he might even be watching. He texted me uh, this afternoon about 5 o'clock, and said, it's 54 degrees here in Colorado. 54! I think that sounds awesome. That's, that's almost perfect. You put me like in some sleeves, maybe a, a hoodie, and, and, and I'm good to go. You know what I'm talking about? And that weather's coming. We're getting more of that. But, oh, oh. I, I will even go shorts and sweatshirt. I, I like the shorts, but give me a hoodie. But pastor's roughing it in Colorado, and so we're thankful that he is able to get away and visit with his sister, and we're just praying for safety and a good visit while he is away. On the 24th of September, which is a Saturday at 7 o'clock, Ray Bench will be here. Now, if you've heard Ray Bench, then you know, hey, this is pretty cool. I need to come. And if you haven't heard Ray Bench, you definitely need to come. You need to experience that for yourself. Uh, he is a huge man not only in stature, but in the word of the Lord. And so he's going to bring a word on Saturday night, the 24th at 7, and also Sunday morning, September 25th at 9.30, he'll be here. Miss Jenny, family fun day. The rumor is that that's coming up. Yeah, October 2nd, that is coming up if you're looking at a calendar. Very, very fast. Um, and I believe you've done a little work over here on the... In Connection Corner, she has highlighted what is still needed. Is that correct? And we're looking at about 40 slots. So right before service started tonight, our gathering started, Neil Nagel was over there, and he was signing like a madman. He was going to town. Woo-hoo, sign, sign, sign. So everyone needs to follow the leadership of Neil Nagel, the great example that he is, and get over there tonight, even if you've already signed up, and you're like, I signed up for an hour from three to four. Well, that's great. Sign up again. We need you, because if we don't get those spots filled, then some attractions won't show up, and that would be bad instead of having seven attractions or eight attractions to have like four. 
are three. So if we don't have people to run them, we can't bring them here. So I know I'm preaching to the choir, but if you guys can, sign up again. And bake a pie, you know, while you're at it. We need pies. I don't know. I didn't check. Do we have pies? 30. People do come for pies. Better to have too many than not enough. Yes. They do. They just buy the whole pie. My goodness. Mike, is that true? People buy, they just buy the whole pie. Are you people? <laughs> I like it in my hand and I like it on a plate. <laughs> so we need pies for family fun day. And also there are some, there are flyers over there. If you want to grab that and put it in your workplace, put it someplace where people can see it, they are available for you to take. And then we have water baptism on Sunday, October 9th, and there's a sign-up sheet in Connection Corner. And I do believe, yes, thank you. Uh, for those of you who maybe don't know, uh, Kevin and Sandy uh, Prangy, uh, they've been busy with Sandy's mom, uh, trying to take care of some health situations there. She's at, she was 81. She passed away this morning. And so Kevin and Sandy would very much appreciate you praying for them as they walk through the next few days with arrangements and different things. And so we just want to lift them up in prayer. Let's just do that. Father, thank you that your grace is sufficient, even in the midst of the valley. And I thank you that you, Holy Spirit, are doing what you do. You're the comforter. And so comfort them in this time. I know that um, they've been somewhat prepared, but it's always difficult to lose a loved one or family member. So just bless them, help them, strengthen them, and give them wisdom and direction as decisions need to be made. And I pray for peace in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. This is going to be the most um, unique, odd Wednesday night that you've been a part of in a long time. And so some of you are thinking, I wish I didn't, hadn't come. This could be scary. But uh, you guys are spread out, and I, I, I let you spread out. Willie, how'd you get in there? I, I specifically made sure that those back two rows couldn't get gotten, and Willie just, ah, I'm going to let it go tonight. Next week, I'm calling the bouncer. Carol, take care of it next week. Okay. Um, Wednesday nights growing up for me was um, unique in that, you know, I've gone to church for as long as I can remember. My memories are of church. I don't have any memories of not being in church. I was saved in 1976. We have had a family that's been active in church as long as I can remember. And Wednesday nights were different than Sundays. Sunday morning, pastor would get up and he would preach a sermon. He would preach with, with conviction and with passion, uh, attempting to help grow the congregation. And then Wednesdays, not that they weren't those things, but Wednesday night we had Bible study. And those were those times that I learned a lot about things that I didn't know. And I'll give you a great for instance. Monica is teaching tonight in the fusion classroom. 
and she's teaching on, and I'm going to throw it out at you, and there's not going to be any condemnation here. You finish the sentence, okay? She's teaching on Jonah and the whale, the whale. And Neil and I were talking today because Monica has a video that she's going to show. And he said, you know, Monica's been talking about Jonah and, and the story of, of him in the Old Testament. And he said, all these years I thought it was a whale. But he said, whale is never mentioned in the book of Jonah. Now a great fish is mentioned. And we think, oh, well, the greatest fish we know is a whale. But it doesn't say that. It's kind of like how many wise men showed up at the birth? The Bible never says three. The Bible says the wise men who came from the east brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But we give three wise men. And so there are many things like that in the Bible that are kind of assumed. And you're not going to hell because if you, like me, for years thought there were three wise men or thought that Jonah and the whale was, that's the way it went. But, you know, you learn by studying. You learn by diving in. And so that's what Wednesday nights were for us growing up, Wednesday night Bible study. So I kind of wanted to spend uh, our time this evening just discussing some things of the Bible. And here's what I'd like to do. I would love interaction. <gasps> you want me to talk in front of people? I'm not going to ask you to come up here. No, no, no. I'm not even going to bring a microphone to you. I just, if you have a question or a comment or a thought, just raise your hand. It's just us tonight, okay? We are the body of Christ, but we grow by learning. We sharpen each other, and we dive into the word that changes us. So, to get you rolling with this, I'm just going to see uh, how brave you are, okay? I'm going to ask a question. If you know, you think you know the answer, raise your hand. And, and I have three answers, like it's the top three. We're not playing Family Feud, but it's like the top three, okay? If you get one of the top three answers, I have a prize up here for you. All you gotta do is come up and get it, or I could throw it at you. It doesn't matter. So I'm gonna give a question. Are you guys ready? And, and just don't, you know, oh, I missed it. That's okay. Um, it's all right. I re it really is. Okay, so here's the question. Of all the names mentioned in the Bible and all the characters in the Bible, whose name is mentioned most, not including God? Whose name is mentioned most in the Bible? Hand? Anyone? Anyone? Josiah's dying to do this. Just because there's a prize, is that it? Jo Josiah? If, if you get one of the top three, I have a prize for you. If you get the number one answer, I have like a grand prize. What do you have? David. 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 That is correct. David is mentioned over 1,100 times in the Bible. The name David. Come on up. Get a prize. You may, you may give it to anyone that you like if you don't like the prize. It was number one. Yes, you get the grand prize. Congratulations. I still have two other prizes, and he can't play. Lisa. Abraham made top 10, not top three. Good guess. Thank you for trying. Back there was the next hand I saw. Moses. Moses is number three. Over 700 times. Do you want to come up here and get your prize? Okay. Uh, John, was, yours was the next hand I saw? Peter. 
Peter made top 10, didn't make top three. Now we have white Grace Church pens, but you get rose gold and a snicker bar. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Jay. Joshua. No, not top three. And this one's going to be, I'm going to get flack for this, for kind of how I gave directions, but we'll just see. We're kind of overlooking somebody. Mike? Who? Breathtaking. Breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. I'll give a hint. I said not the name God, spelled G-O-D. Okay, I heard it over here. Jesus. You didn't raise your hand, but I'm still going to give you um, nearly 1,000 times Jesus had mentioned. you got to come up and get your prize. <sighs> She's like, now look, these were the coolest pens growing up. They're the multicolored. You get four choices, and it says Grace Church on it. And you get a snicker bar too. Whoop, whoop. All right. What in the world does that have to do with my teaching? Absolutely nothing. But we'll get back to breathtaking, okay? <laughs> there are multiple ways to say something. A compliment, like beautiful or lovely or gorgeous. There are multiple ways to say uh, things that we want to convey. And the scripture is no different. And I'm going to show you this tonight. And if you haven't ever um, been exposed to this, I hope that it's revealing and encouraging to you. John 1.1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Break this thing down. John says, in the beginning, when everything took place, there was the Word. And who is the Word? Well, the Word was with God. Well, what does that tell us? The last part says the Word was God. And so many times in Scripture, we see that Jesus is the word of God. The power that comes from the word of God. Pastor referenced it a couple weeks ago. When they came to arrest Jesus in the garden, they said, uh, Jesus said, Who, whom seek ye? And the guards, the soldiers said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said this, I am he. Now, the he is italicized, which means it's not originally what he said. He said, I am. The power that came out of I am is the same power that God used to tell Moses, go tell Pharaoh that I am, says let my people go. That was the same power that Jesus used and the soldiers went back and fell face down on the ground and was not able to arrest him until he released them. So the power of the spoken word of God is irreplaceable. We have it on our sign out front. There is no substitute for the word of God. So I want to share a portion of scripture with you tonight. And in each of these verses, the word of God is referenced. But it has a different word nearly every time. So as we walk through these verses, I want you to see if you can pick out the one word that references the word of God, okay? We're in Psalm 119, and it's verses 97 through 105. David speaking and writing says, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. 
Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my foot from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And he closes this by saying, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. David found ways to say beautiful more than once. And in each one of these verses, he makes reference to the word of God. So we look at verse 97. David said, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. What word in that verse refers to the word of God? Someone? I, I'm sorry, loud? Law. Law. Now, we think of that as a terrible word, right? We're no longer under law, we're under grace. But see, David didn't know grace yet. And so everything David referenced was in reference to the word that he had in front of him, okay? The writings of Moses. That was what he had, the Pentateuch. And so he said, oh, how love I thy law, or word. It is my meditation all the day. I just think about your word all day. I see David before he was anointed king, and then slightly after he was anointed king, as a shepherd with his harp in the pasture watching sheep. And he didn't have a cell phone. And he didn't have a tablet. And he didn't have people. It was him and God and the sheep. And David would think about the precious word of God. And he would strum his harp and he would sing the words of, of what he knew, the writings of Moses. He would sing those back to the Lord. And there's this wonderful picture of, of the verse here, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. What do you think about all day long? Now, if you're a guy, sometimes you're not even thinking at all. And I don't mean that the wrong way, but there was a, a couple that got married and the newlywed wife looked at her husband and said, what are you thinking about? And he said, nothing. And she said, well, that's impossible. You have to be thinking about something. He said, I'm not. Because ladies are built different. They're thinking about 15 things at one time. Sometimes guys aren't even thinking about anything. But what are we meditating on? What are we contemplating throughout our day? You know, the cow has four different divisions to his stomach. And this is what the cow will do. I read today where a cow may eat or drink between six and seven hours a day. That, that's how long of the time that they're spending eating and drinking. They just love it. And so we see a cow out in the pasture and it says, oh, oh, there's some good green grass over there. And it wanders over there, and it, mmm, chewing on that. That's some good stuff. And then a cow will swallow it. And two hours later think, that 
grass that I chewed two hours ago, that was like some of the best grass I've ever had. And they will call it back up into their mouth. We call it cud. If you've ever heard of cud, that's what they're, they're just chewing on that cud because they said, you know what? That was good. And I think there's still some good to be had out of it. And this is the picture of us. We get a verse and we may not even know if or when we'll ever use that verse and God will bring it back to our remembrance the moment that we need it. We go, oh, man, I'm walking through this and this is challenging. But I remember Philippians 4, 7 that says, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Mm, that's right. And it may even be, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't have to be afraid. Why? Because you're with me. Mm, good stuff. So you can recall that. You can bring that up. You can meditate. Psalm 1.3 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 1 Timothy 4.15, Paul's talking to Timothy and says, he says, Paul, medit uh, sorry, Timothy, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law or the word shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. It's the only time in scripture that success is mentioned. And it comes from saying, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. It's what I meditate on. It's what I'm chewing on. I'm gonna be like a tree planted by the rivers of water because I'm meditating in the word. Verse 98. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. What word might refer to the word in that verse? And I appreciate you trying. Mm-hmm. Boom. Commandments. Oh, sometimes we don't like that word. God just commanded me to do this and do that. Here's how I think of commandments. Mike and I talk a lot of sports. And Mike, I love basketball. I love to watch high school basketball, college, pro, eh, but I love to watch basketball. I even like to play basketball. I just used to play it better than I do now. You know, there are certain commandments that we have to follow when we play basketball. I don't want to be dribbling the ball and have some guy, Jay's height, come at me and hit me in the face and take the basketball and say, my basketball now. Well, we all say, well, that's a foul. Yeah, it's a foul because the commandments say thou shalt not foul. <laughs> if you do, there are consequences that come with that. Now, you can stay in the game for a while, but if you're going to be a repeat offender, may have to let you sit on the bench. I like commandments because they keep my nose from being bloodied. If there were no commandments or rules in basketball, you could do whatever you wanted to do. I'm just going to pick up the ball. Now, some of those NBA players do anyway. They pick up the ball and they take 17 steps and then they dunk it. 
That's traveling. You can't do that. But see, here's what I want to tell you tonight. Rules make the game. If there were no rules, I don't want to play. Okay? We think of commandments, oh, God's just trying to keep us in a box. If we want success, we need to realize that Galatians 6, 9, 6, 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So don't do that. Follow the commandments. And, and David said, Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I think of Psalm 23, 4. When I think about enemies, and we all have them. In case you didn't know, not everyone likes you. You might be a likable person, but you're not going to please all the people all the time. <laughs> Mike has given me this look of shock and awe. Sorry. I think you're pretty likable, but I am almost positive. Well, I am positive. There are just people that... So we, we have people that don't look at us favorably. David had enemies pure and simple. David had people that wanted to kill him. They hated him. And David said this, God, you are preparing a table before me. Now, when the king of kings prepares a table, look, my mother-in-law's prepared great Thanksgiving feasts before, but it pales in comparison to when the king of kings says, let me set a table for you because he has good and perfect things for me. His desire is that I prosper and be in health. His desire is that I be the head, not the tail. And he does it in the presence of my enemies. And David said, through your commandments, I am wiser than my enemies, and they're ever with me. Verse 99, he said, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. What word there describes God's word? Testimonies. He's good. Beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, breathtaking. So far, we have, we've talked about law, commandments, and testimonies. David said, they're my meditation. I have more understanding than all my teachers. And verse 100 says, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. Anyone? Precepts. So these two verses I'd like to join together. I'd like to take you back to Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Joseph, Mary, family, caravan to Jerusalem for the yearly feast. When it's time to leave, Joseph, Mary, and caravan leave. And three days into the journey of going back home, they realize um, we're missing someone. Anyone? Jesus? He's only 12. Where can he be? He wasn't with them. And then when they backtracked all the way to Jerusalem, where did they find him? He was in the temple teaching the elders. Why is that? It's because he had the understanding of the Father. That same understanding God wants us to have. Proverbs 4, 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. It's the desire of the Father that you know his heart. Here's his heart. When we pray, we talk to the Father. When we read the word, he talks to us. Verse 101 
David says, I've refrained my foot from every evil way that I might keep thy word. So you guys got that one because he just gave it. The word. I've refrained my foot from every evil way. Refrain means choose to say no. And that's tough. Because we want to say yes to everything that our flesh wants. I've been going through a season where I've been trying to eat better. That's no fun. Everything that tastes good is bad for you. Most everything. Sugar tastes amazing. And it doesn't help that Josiah works at scooters. Because Josiah brings home beverages and, you know, those muffins that no one wanted. You just put them in the microwave, they're good to go. But see, there are sometimes knowing what I know and where I want to be that I have to say, I refrain. Thank you, but no thanks. David said, I've refrained my foot, or I've chosen to say no to every evil way so that I can keep your word. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Paul didn't say abstain from evil. That's not what he said. He said abstain from all appearance of evil. And my dad used to tell me this, if it looks wrong, it's probably wrong. So don't go there, okay? Uh, we've all been in those situations where we know what's wrong. And we have to make a choice. Well, that, I don't know if that's bad, but you know, it kind of appears that it could be. Then don't go. My driver's ed teacher had a statement that he wrote up on the board and he put it on a test. It was this, when in doubt, don't. When in doubt, don't. Lisa and I were talking earlier. You gotta follow your peace, okay? And sometimes it's that peace of God that is just gonna be your only light, the only lamp unto your feet and light into your path. When in doubt, don't. Verse 102, David says, I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. What word in there describes the word? Judgments. Judgments. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. Proverbs 22.6 says, If you train up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. We had um, a CT infusion the last two weeks. Oh, I'll tell you. You don't know what a CT is. That's okay. I'll tell you. It stands for circle talk. And so instead of the teacher getting up and teaching the students, we get in a circle and we take a topic and we all talk about it. In the last two weeks, the topic was respect. Respect for others, respect for God, and respect for yourself. Those are all very important. I told them a story uh, when I worked in Paintneyville. I was a produce manager at the marketplace and I, I just really took great pride in making sure the produce section looked phenomenal. I always wanted it to be full. There was a certain way we turned all the apples the same direction, and they, they stacked. Everything just had to look good. My boss liked it that way, and so that's the way I kept it. And mom came in pushing 
a cart, and in the bottom of the cart was Billy. And Billy was about four, give or take, okay? So they come around the corner, and I heard them before I saw them. You guys know what I mean? Like, Billy was ticked and telling Mom what he was wanting her to do. And uh, she was like, oh, okay, okay, Billy, okay, okay. And as they approached the produce section, I had this nice display of grapes. And Billy, as they came by, he told Mom, stop. Mom stopped. He reached up and just grabbed a handful of grapes. And he's just going to town. And so I'm just kind of watching this whole thing take place. Okay. And Billy soon got bored with eating grapes that he didn't pay for. That, that got old. So Billy decided to start throwing grapes. Well, Billy got tired of throwing grapes. So then Billy decided it was more fun to drop him on the ground, get up out of the cart, and crush him into my floor that I had to sweep and mop. Now, the whole time this is going on, Mom is present. And Mom is doing this. Oh, Billy, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, Billy, that's, no, no, no. Now, Billy, I'm going to count to three, and you better stop doing that, Billy. One, two. Now, Billy, don't you make me get to three. I, Billy, I, I'm going to do it this time. One, two. Two, don't you, I, I'm going to count to three. Don't you let me get to three. She never got to three. And Billy never paid her a moment notice as he wreaked havoc through my produce department. Why do I bring up that story? Well, you know, Bible, God speaking to us, train up a child in the way they should go. I can vouch, but Josiah is present. Josiah, can you even fathom ever coming to a point where you would be that disrespectful and, and wreak havoc in such a way? <laughs> oh, but I don't love him. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm so mean, right? I don't love him. I'm sorry, he's... 23, and he's in church, and he loves Jesus, and he's extremely respectful to his mom and dad. David said, I have not departed from your judgments because you've taught me. Train up a child in the way they should go because when they're older, if you're teaching them the right way, they'll not depart from it. Verse 103, how sweet are thy... I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenny Brown. You only have 30 seconds because people online don't have a clue what you're saying. Very good. Something that we've used in life, rules without relationship breed rebellion. Yeah. So you have rules, but you have a relationship why you have those rules. See, I, don't want him to, I didn't want him to play in the street because there's danger in the street. It's not because I didn't love him. Josiah, I love you dearly. There's danger in the street. And so you can't play in the street. And I want you to understand that and trust me. Rules without relationship breed rebellion. Well, my son, my daughter's just rebellious. Well, work on relationship. Because if you have that relationship, they're going to trust you more. 
verse 103, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. David uses the word words there. Sweet, pleasant, enjoyable, delightful. Psalm 1 verse 2 says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. To be delighted in what you're doing. Um, there, there's a difference between uh, something that you have to do and something that you enjoy doing. I'm passionate about sports. I enjoy it. I'm passionate about music. I enjoy it. And I've made the decision to be passionate about the Word of God. And I hope that's evident. I hope, you know, Neil sang about it and he talked about it. He's like, I want to be a blessing to everyone I'm around. Why? Because I'm an ambassador. I want people to know that I'm different, that I'm called, that I'm set apart, that I'm sanctified, that God has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he has a plan and purpose for me, but he has a plan and purpose for everyone. And I want to be able to share that with people, but I can't do that if I'm the most obnoxious, self-centered, egotistical, self-absorbed person that there is. It's not going to happen. But what I'm passionate about is learning more about what God has for me. This is a thick book. I'm not finished yet. And you're not either. Get in the word, as David said, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Uh, ver Psalm 119, verse 140 says, Thy word is pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Guys, I do. I love the Bible. And, and back to sports, you know, I can, if you want to quiz me, about the 19, well, two, more than 2,000 Florida Gators, as we were talking earlier. I can tell you, Tim Tebow was a beast. And that's when they had Aaron Hernandez as a tight end. And he was a beast. And, I mean, they were dominant. Um, Florida Gator fan right over here. I just found that out. I'm so passionate about it. These are things that I know. Uh, you know, when we talk music, Sometimes it's boring to people who don't know about music because they're like, what are you talking about? You know, when we're playing stuff, um, bless the Lord, oh my soul, you know, we're going to do this chord progression. You just need to know that you go to the four chord and then the one chord and the five chord and the six minor chord. It's just what you do. It's just a progression. It's boring out of your, you know, you're like, duh, I don't care. But I'm passionate about it. David said, how sweet are your words into my taste. They're sweeter than honey to my mouth. We're about done. You guys have done great. I've talked so fast that Jenny's been the only one that I've let talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Verse 104. David said, Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. And you need to be very careful who you let speak into your life. Okay? I can say that I'm friendly with a lot of people but not everyone is my friend, okay? And, and I've offended some people that way because they're like, I thought we were friends. I'm like, look, I respect you and we can be friendly toward each other, but some of your morals don't line up with mine and so I only let friends speak into my life. And so, you know, David tells us in Psalm 1.1, you are blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. My dad used to say, love them, witness to them, help them. But when 
the sin is coming forth, don't stand with them, don't sit with them, don't walk with them, okay? And David said, I've refrained my foot from every evil way. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Don't be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Pastor says it all the time. You will become who you run with. I don't know why. I just can't stop cussing. Probably because a lot of people you run with or the TV shows you watch or the music you listen to, that's what they do. Okay? If I don't want to be exposed, if I don't want that to come out of my mouth, then I can't put it in. Because garbage in, garbage out. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The lamp to the feet, if I go into the deepest woods with my flashlight and I shine my flashlight way up here, I might see a little bit but I won't see near as much as if I shine it right here. And God's not asking you to look ahead at your problems that's going to come in the next year. He doesn't want you to get too far ahead. He didn't plan it that way. He said, I've given you my word, and it's for the next step you take. Got it. I want to see what's going on next month. Not meant for that. Right here. David said, your word's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I want to finish up, go back to John chapter 1. John describing Jesus says, in him was life, verse 4, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus is the light. And the world doesn't comprehend, understand, or overcome what the light provides. You want to shine bright for Jesus? Get his word in you. Spend time with him. I only know so much about sports because I've spent so much time watching it. I don't know why. I just don't have any power. I'm always defeated. I don't have any spiritual strength. I mean, I spend four hours, five hours a day on my phone, but I, I, I haven't read my Bible in five days. This is power. Social media is not. I'm not saying you don't have, that you have to stay away from social media, but I put a lot of time in sports, probably too much. If I want to be a powerful, anointed, spirit-filled, someone who is knowledgeable with the word and can recall that cud and chew it, I've got to get in it. And I've got to memorize it. I've got to meditate on it because there's power in the word of God. God, thank you for your word. It is the sword of the Spirit, according to Ephesians 6. It is our offensive weapon as we have the shield and the helmet and our feet shod and our loins gird and the breastplate of righteousness. We have defensive weapons, but you say, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12, you say the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So God, thank you that tonight, I pray has just been an enlightening time where we can talk about how many times David mentions your word, your commandments, your testimonies, your precepts, how he loves it, and how we were able to remember that David is the name that's mentioned in the Bible more than anyone else.
He was a man after your own heart. I pray that that would be our prayer as we gravitate toward you. God, I give you praise tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Yes, you do have something? Oh, I thought you had. I was like, yes, a comment. You guys have been awesome. Thank you for being attentive. I pray this has been a blessing to you. You are dismissed.